One. Hey everybody, how's it going? You're listening to Reptiles with Yoshi and Alex. And Alex, there we go. And Alex. And David. Alrighty. <laughs> if you're listening and want to watch, you can check us out on YouTube, HSR Exotics. And if you're watching and want to listen, we're on pretty much every streaming platform. How are you guys doing today? Take turns. Go. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Doing very good. Eh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we got two Alex's here that's going to get just a little bit difficult. You guys want to change your names right now? Well, you can always do what you normally do. Al. Al? Yeah. But he's also an Al. But you could just say Alex and Al. I guess, yeah. That works. I think we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah right. Maybe. So, Alex, how are you doing today? How is the, you guys have a sale right now going on? Yeah, doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We had a sale going on this weekend, Memorial Day. We also did it online. Staying yeah. Staying busy. Hell yeah. Alex? Oh, me? You're supposed to say, you failed the test. Now I fucked it up. (laughs) You have failed this podcast. Yeah, there we go. So, Al, what what are you doing this weekend? What's what's going on with you? Uh, Nothing. I'll be in Orlando. Saw you guys on Friday and today. And then. What you do? You go to the parks? Yeah. Yeah. The park around the corner. I don't remember what it's called. It's definitely not the big, like, theme parks. No, no, no. Just the park? Yeah, the park. (laughs) David? Well, you know, me living in Sunny Point, Sienna, Florida. Fuck uh, you. So we, we had a podcast where they made fun of the way I said Point Chiana because I was like living in Sunny Point, Chiana, and this guy's like, it's fucking Point Chiana or yeah, whatever. Well, I'm moving, so pretty soon you'll be saying mascot. Uh, Is it mascot or mascot? I, I think it's mascot. Mascot? Mascot. You're supposed mascot. to know those things before you jump on the uh, podcast. Whatever. But it's beautiful out there too, so I'll probably come up with a little quirky nickname for them. But I can't no, stand you. Weekend's been good. <laughs> <laughs> Spending time with family. Yeah. All right, and Alex and his beautiful. I'm shop. not family. Oh, Alex, this is Alex. Yeah. I failed the. I failed the test. <laughs> you failed the test. <laughs> this is gonna get real confusing. But anywho, um, yeah. So we're at your shop, man. Talk to us about your shop. Oh, the shop. Uh, it was a long journey to get here. You know, yeah. this is a 1,500 square foot shop. Uh, we opened up end of February. February 27th, we opened up the store. Our, like our soft opening. We had like a month of a soft opening, but it was very difficult to find a location and get the place up and running and deal with the city and the permitting. It was a roller coaster. Yeah. But finally, once we were able to get it up and running, uh, the Central Florida Reptile community was super welcoming to us. And it's kind of like it, there was a need for a store in this area. So it was like we picked up and we just hit the ground running, you know, people getting what they need, feeders and supplies to just keep their animals going. Hell yeah. How's the... Because I know down in Miami, there's many shops. How's the, the competition in this area? Is there a lot of shops? Not many shops. Um, I'm going to give some of the shops some of the shout-outs you got. In Tampa, you have uh, Pinellas County Reptile. Mm-hmm. In Lakeland, you got Family Reptile. Uh, in Castleberry, you have Pet Bazaar, uh, which was our competition, which was the only shop within 40 minutes of us. Okay. And they've been around since like the 70s. Um, okay. And I think that's it. There might be like a couple other small shops here and there that might have reptiles, but no like real reptile specialty store in Orlando. We're the only other ones because Pet Bazaar does fish. Also, they do some birds. Uh, like they okay. don't specialize in just reptiles like we do. All right. Hell yeah. This is your first time coming here, Al. Yeah. Al. I got you, it right. You got time. it this time. What'd you think? I think it's great. First thing I told you, I was like, man, the shop looks amazing. Yeah. And it's really big. It's it is big. Guy. Yeah. I mean, no, I love no. it. I mean, yeah. compared to some of the stuff I've seen down in Miami, yeah. oh, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. And I love that it's so close to my job. Yeah. <laughs> it felt big at the beginning. Like, I, we were looking at it, it feels so huge. And then once you fill it up and you start working, then you're like, 
what's the next step you yeah, know? yeah. What, what else can we add to it so yeah it's always more it's definitely impressive man i'm happy with the way that things are looking it's clean you've always had clean shops you know so it's looking good man yeah. hell yeah definitely what i expected to see knowing the other shop down there in miami how it was yeah yeah it's very good yeah so i have a question for you if you care to elaborate on this what's like if you wanted to start yeah. your own reptile shop what is it looking like as far as financially the steps and stuff like that i know everybody's dream when they want to get reptiles they're like well i'm breeding now yeah. well i'm gonna own a reptile shop one day but they don't yeah. really know what goes into it yeah i think i think at first you really have to decide which route you want to go okay do you want to be a breeder do you want to be a store do you want to be a wholesaler you know what do you want to be i think that's really important because i think it's very hard to do things to do a lot of things correctly you know like you can't do everything you know to the best of your abilities you got to like pinpoint and decide what it is you want to do um so i think that's first thing is decide what it is you want to go and what do you want to be okay and then financially i mean you got to have a solid point you got to have a solid plan you got to make sure that you're set up financially for at least a year yeah to get through without making anything i was lucky when i opened up my shop i opened up my store next to my other job yeah, so yeah. I was still working while I was opening up my yeah. new store. It wasn't like I just, you know, just quit my job and just went straight up into the reptile yeah, shop. Yeah. No, I was still making some kind of income uh, from another source until finally I was like, I told Joel, my old uh, boss, I'm like, Joel, I'm taking up more time at my store now than I am at yours. So I think it's time that I fully dedicate myself over here. So I think it's just setting yourself up, you know, planning yourself out, making sure you're going the right track because you yeah. can get. Us as animal people, we can really get sidetracked. Yeah. You know, with all the animals you start getting exposed to, yeah. and then people start offering you crazy deals, and you think you want to breed things you never thought you wanted to breed before. <laughs> so definitely have definitely. to stay focused on on what the end goal is. Definitely. That's me right now with hognose and sand boas yeah. and gargoyle geckos. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I kind of established myself with ball pythons. I got some skinks, and then I'm like... Let's get the next thing. Let's get the next and thing. I'm not making it any easier on you. No. <laughs> God, no. Yeah, no. But man, like, it's it's cool to see this. And I guess people don't really think about that when it's like, so you'll have like your rack. Your rack will cost you two grand, you know. And then if you think about opening a reptile shop, it's not just the two grand because you got to, you know, buy a, f mm -hmm. a whole space worth of racks. You got to buy a shit ton of fucking animals. You know, you're talking yeah. about, you know, sure, you're going to start getting your wholesale and stuff like yeah. that. But until you, you know really establish yourself as a retailer you're just going to be buying things at a discounted rate you're not even going to get yeah. their wholesale price yeah so it's like a lot of capital that goes into yeah. this you know you're always going to have a lot of animals make sure that you got to take care of all those animals yeah. you know it's it's a lot to swallow yeah. and little things people don't think about too is getting the shop up and running you know okay. you first decide oh i want to open up a reptile store you get the space now what you got to put floor you got to paint it you got to put walls you got to make a cash wrap you got to get a pos system you got to get phones. You got to get internet. You got to get insurance. Yeah. Uh, it there's a lot that goes into it. And then if you want to get work done in the shop, you got to get permits to get that work done in the shop. So it goes even further than that, you know. So there is there is a lot of little things that go into it that yeah. you wouldn't even think about until you're finally there, and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you've done a good job, man. And that's kind of how I did it, man. I just jumped in. Yeah. And then yeah. as things came in, we just dealt with them as they, as they came in. That's how that's how I learned. That's yeah. that's how I've always done things. Just kind of just jump in. Go with the flow, man. Yep. Since you had the other shop over there, did you find like getting here, like since you already had like a, 
like a layout kind of was it a little bit simpler in the sense of like you know exactly like how to go about it or was it just a brand new thing because it was yeah a little bit of both uh i've always been big into and i i think uh like our my friend who's always helped me out with marketing he's kind of like our marketing director at this point he, yeah. he does uh pretty much all of our anything that's called banners or color coordinating like all the menus and everything he helped us establish a style yeah. um he pretty much kind of helped me guide into that thinking of if you have two stores you got to try to make their layouts you got to try to make everything kind of look the same yeah. so yeah. when i came with this store i did want to have the same feel in mind which is why we did the same cages along the side low down the middle so it keeps it open it keeps it intimate because yeah. I don't ever want it to feel like a big chain box store. No matter how big the shop ever gets, I don't want it to feel like a big chain box store. I still want it to feel like an intimate reptile shop. Yeah. yeah. Well, you definitely did a good job with that, man. Yeah, thanks. Looks great. Looks really good. Yeah, dude. Miami was definitely a lot of experience. Yeah. If, if, if anything we got to get from it, you know, it sucks the way things ended over there. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of experience. We met a lot of people doing the Repticons over here. So we came here and we hit the ground running. We knew how to manage. We came. We used the same POS systems. You know, everything we pretty much kept the same. So when we were here, it was just like working in the other store, just in another yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I definitely good. noticed that. Like, yeah. The vibe is similar. It's like yeah. the same. Yeah. I agree. Definitely noticed that. The animals look great. The setups look great. Yeah, man. Yeah. A lot of fucking supplies down here. You're selling supplies now online and stuff like that? Yes. How's that going? Yeah, that's going good. I mean, that was a good idea that you brought on to me. You're like, man, we got to get we got to <laughs> get supplies on here. And I definitely agreed it's it's going to help tie that online community in. I never yeah. thought to be selling online. When yeah. I first opened up the store, I just wanted to be a shop. I didn't want to do shows. It's funny how everything kind of has transitioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what things I said I would never do. And then you end up doing, you know, as you go on because you realize that, you know, they work and they have their place. Uh, but online and selling supplies online was one of those things I thought I would never do because yeah. I thought we we couldn't do it. I thought we would get outbeat by other companies and yeah. what's the point of throwing it out there? But now I see the value. You know, Customers want to get stuff from us because they want to just connect with Imperial. Definitely. Know, they like our vibe. They like the information we give out. You yeah. know, they like our personalities. They like our team members. So they can get stuff from us at the same price they can get it from somewhere else. They're going to come to us. So that's why we started adding stuff on there just to – gives other people to get stuff from yeah I, I definitely think that those kinds of things help especially when things change with covid and stuff like that and people couldn't go to the stores so it's like how else to do that but give them a reptile store in their own home yep. you know i actually had started an incognito company i named it modern reptile company and it was literally focused on doing that just bringing reptile shops to your home so whatever you need it's right then and there fortunately that didn't work out so well uh, but there was just a lot going on with HSR and all this stuff, but I'm happy to be able to help you implement that stuff here. And even though maybe at first, you know, it's it's going to be slow, but it's the little things that you implement now that in 10 years will keep you in, you know, in front of the race and stuff yep. like that, and you know? It's it's, uh, it's a marathon. Yeah. Every little bit goes a long way. Definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. How are you feeling over there, Quiet Dave? Pretty good. Pretty good. No, I'm just you know, listening, I'm absorbing everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, there's so much that goes into a store. And, I'm like, you know, as someone who's interested in business, not necessarily maybe reptiles, you know, hearing you talk about all the steps that you have to take and maybe some of the obstacles, I'm just kind of like, well, uh, you know, one day that might be me just doing something else, you yeah. know? What are you going to be doing? I don't know. Maybe I'll do soap. 
This Wait, man. How did that go? Because I know you said I actually you haven't done soap. it. I have. I want to make my own. You soap. still haven't done I it. I haven't done You've it. Had it for I have like three everything weeks, bro. except for the lie and the scale. Um, but I'll do that. Hopefully, no. You time. have the lie. The lie was that you were gonna do a soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So he's going crazy about these fucking soaps. One time we came over his house and he bought like ten different things of soap. He was getting packages while we were there the whole week or whatever from Amazon. Oh, I got new soap. Do you want to smell my soap? You want to smell? Yeah, he had yeah, my yeah, dad yeah. buying soap, and <laughs> the soap that my dad bought just smells like rubber. So he had the house smelling like burned rubber for like a whole month. Yeah, that's true, dude. And then on top of that, I showed you apparently Doctor Squatch, which is like the big yeah, thing yeah, now. Yeah. Apparently they just buy their shit from alibaba yeah and they're not even like box it yeah yeah Yeah, so they actually just put a sticker on it that's all they do interesting if that works i didn't know that yeah i haven't used it you were the one that was the test dummy for me yeah no it's great i'm actually still using dr squatch um duke cannon kind of dried me out what the hell is that it's another soap. It's another soap. No. Oh, do cannon. You I thought it was like a term for something. Yeah, I remember he had like 30 soaps that he was like, oh, I'm going to try all these. I'll do this one for a week, this one for another week, you know? He did different By the parts end of, of the his year, body with a certain soap. He's like, okay, so that one kept me cleaner than that one. Sam, which one smells better? Tell yeah. me. Yeah. No, and the Dr. Squatch ones do smell good. I mean, it, it sucks that to find out that they did come from Alibaba, but whatever. And Respect works. the hustle. It works. Yeah. yeah. It works. Respect the hustle. And, and their branding and their marketing is great, so. Yeah. yeah it is it's funny yeah. yeah man and talking about branding and marketing obviously you've done a good job here with the colors and stuff like that and all that shit i think that a lot of people sleep on that shit you know people are very lazy with their like their logo their name and stuff like that when it's just like that is the thing that identifies you to your business and that's something that from the get-go from with you when i met you over there in miami that yeah. you guys have done very very well it's just like things are you know Things are the same. Things are adding up. The colors are right, you know, and your whole vibe online is the same shit. There was a lot of resistance on my point from that. Yeah. So I get I get what you said at the beginning. It's coming from a reptile background, and yeah. that's why I've paired myself up with people that I work with, people outside of the reptile industry. Okay. Makes and sense. Yeah. It, they give me a completely different outlook on things that I've never – oh, I've never looked at it from that, that yeah. point because I'm in it. and. Going back into it, you were saying, oh, I, you don't think some people do it right with the colors and the logos. And as reptile people, you go to a show, I think the number one color for logos and thing is black. Yeah. Everybody has black. You yeah. know? And when you go to think about, oh, I'm going to make my company, you talk to a lot of people, oh, I'm going to make a black logo with gold or black and green or black. And everything is black. So when we were thinking about, hey, what are we going to do? I've always had, you know, lime and, and purple. And it had a little bit of gray, but it stuck out. You know, yeah. our banners, our tablecloths are lime. Yeah. You put it in a ta- in a reptile show with it's the thing that sticks out. 300 tablecloths and, you know, Everyone's 90% of them are black. You're going to spot the lime green one. Yeah. So yeah. our returning customers can spot us anywhere. Yeah. You exactly. know, and, and that was something I gave a lot of resistance on. But uh, Edgar, our marketing guy, he's like, no, man, you need to do this. And yeah. I always trusted him. And now I don't question him anymore. When yeah. he says you need to do something, I'm like, all right, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I always found it funny because our colors... It's not the lime green, but it is green and purple. Because yeah. my favorite color has always been purple. And then I think it was something with you or with maybe Marco or something that we decided to go with green. And it was like some... I, don't, I think it was maybe Marco. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so I was always like, oh, shit, similar. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. You know who else has fucking good displays? And we always talk about them yeah. is Guardians of the Geckos. Bro. Dude, they have, like, tremendous, like, all the time I go, I see their shirts. And I see, like, their bro, everything is... Yeah, Brian's really good, and he's like really creative. Yeah, he's really into marketing. If you haven't, have you seen any of his YouTube videos? I saw one. The recently. one where he like recreated a Jurassic Park scene. 
No, I didn't do that. He like opens up his fridge and like he takes out like gecko genetics and no everything. No way. Yeah, That's dude. awesome. He's super creative and he's really good with a camera and creating a scene, you know. That's awesome. So yeah, Brian's cool people. Hell yeah, man. So what's up with reptile shows? You going to keep doing your reptile shows? You thinking you're going to move away from that or? I think we're going to keep doing reptile shows, just not as many uh, as we were doing before, not as many Repticons. Okay. We're going to branch out and do some different reptile shows. Uh, like one of the newest things that we're doing right now, there's a show coming around called Aquashella. Okay. Aquashella. It's a saltwater, freshwater show, like fish show, mm-hmm. uh, but they also branch out and it's kind of like a hybrid show. They do art, they do music, um, and then they have reptiles also. They call it Sounds an Amazon awesome. area. Okay. Um, and I thought it was really cool. My ZooMed rep told me about it. He's like, hey, they're coming to Orlando for the first time, like, because COVID, you know, we're open here. So, okay. like, hey, you should go check it out. So, I hit up the promoters for the Aquashella. We were able to get a booth. Um, but it's more, the shows are now more like a promotional tool for us uh, okay. to meet different people, mm-hmm. uh, meet new potential customers. Um, you know, it's our main goal isn't to move animals um, at the show, which it used to be, it used to be like a necessity for us. If we didn't have a good show, we were in the red and that would hurt us, you know, we yeah, were yeah. a lot smaller company. So now having that, like no pressure to sell at a show and we're just there to connect and meet, uh, is, is really cool. So that's why that Aquashella show is so much fun for us. You know, we yeah. have brand new, dis- what's it called? Brand new trade show displays. You know, we're going to do a lot of black lights. That's what's big in, uh, aquariums. Yeah. They yeah. do a lot of black light for stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've changed our colors to make things pop a little more and just hope to meet a different community of people that probably already keep reptiles yeah. and just didn't even know we were around. Hell yeah. When is that show? June 12th and 13th. It's going to be at the Gaylord. Oh, right around the Why fucking is it so corner, close. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. It's the same weekend as Tampa, but yeah. I decided to go and do the do that, show. Yeah. No, that, cause that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really cool. You like fish. Yeah. Well, I got extra tickets. Yeah. Damn it. I don't know if I can make it up here so soon. <laughs> My dad's over there like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people sleep on shows also because I know a lot of older people that they used to do shows when they first got into the hobby. But then they're like, I'm already established. I'm already making money on the thing. And it's just like, dude, but it's just the constant like being there, the marketing, the meeting people. Because eventually the younger generation like us is going to come and then people will forget about you. And now Absolutely. I've seen them get a little bit smarter. Now they're like, well, now I got to do Daytona. Now I got to do this. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, I mean, you should have just always been there, you know, yeah. because that's your community. You got to be in your community. Have you done any of the shows outside of the state? No, not yet. I visited uh, the last uh, Tinley Park before Ooh. COVID. Oh, okay. That was fun. I. I've only been to Chicago to play paintball tournaments. Uh-huh. They only take us to the shitty parts of town. Yeah. <laughs> so I had never been to the city. Yeah. So it was great to enjoy the the city for three or four days before the show. But that was awesome. I would love to do a show outside of the state. Yeah, let's fucking yeah. let's, we've let's actually like we that. had been planning for a long time to go to the Tinning Park. I think we wanted to go what was it last year or the year before? Yeah. And then we were like other stuff won't happen and You know the thing is what we do is that we set a budget of what we can spend. We and don't then, stick to the budget. And we, we don't <laughs> stick to the budget, and we always spend it before those shows come around, before yeah. they right around. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever, like, vend, like, a Tinley Park or something like that? I'm not sure. Um, as When I was breeding fat tail geckos and breeding a lot of them, yeah, as a breeder, but as just, like, a reptile store, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, just because it's more of a breeder. It's more of a mm-hmm. show to, like, con- for breeders to connect with, with customers. If I did do it as a sh- if I did do the show, I would think of it as more of just like a way to connect with the breeders that are there, you know, to let 
breeders know, hey, we're here, we have a store, you know, where we're at, we purchase animals, we take good care of them. Because yeah. I think that's a big concern for breeders, at least I would think the good ones, is where are my animals going to? Okay. You know, I always yeah. think that when I sell an animal, like, I hope it's going to a good place. So yeah, yeah. I always feel like if I was a breeder and somebody came around, it's like, I'll take all your animals, I'd be sketched out. Like, what are you going to, you know, where are these yeah. going if I never met you? So I think setting up a booth at a show like that, just to establish yourself as, you know, a customer with the other breeders there, I think would be a good idea. You know, it'd be, it'd be cool to do exactly that. And then something that I've seen a lot of people do, it's more like collectibles and stuff at the show. So yeah. maybe... To establish your brand in those markets, just do like your merchandise and mm -hmm. then some supplies. So you don't have to be traveling back and forth with animals or take animals that are not for sale that are like, you know, like your high end animals right. that are your pets and stuff like that. Just to be like, well, this is what we do. We're a store. You know, I feel like people are more, you know, if like the people that are just going for the show, they'll buy your $15 yeah. shirt versus buying your $200 animal. Yeah. So you're still like promoting yourself. You're still doing a little bit of marketing, meeting people and then just showcasing what you do. I think that'd be a cool thing. I'm trying to convince you to go to Tinley with me. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's all go. Dude, I was going to go to Chicago like I think next week, but then I realized it was next week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. That'd be fun. Well, I'm always down to Mel's get on the plane. Mel's nodding head. <laughs> I'm always down to get on the plane. Yeah, yeah and, and when I did like all my travels, we never, like the band never really wanted to do anything. So I also never got to see anything cool. And like I remember one time we were... 30 minutes away what's the one in new york is it the the grand canyon the one that's the like, grand canyon i don't know what help me out here help me out here niagara falls niagara falls that one. Sorry, i don't know i don't know anything the water the water version of it there the water go. version the water so i was trying to go to the water grand canyon and we we're 30 minutes away and the whole band was like nah man like we're good we don't want to go and i'm like we're not doing anything right now we're just hanging yeah. out in our friend's house we're right there let's go and they're like i don't want to spend the money on gas and i'm like dude come on you know, so I never really got to do those kinds of things. You so do those, see the sights, see the sights, yeah, smell the sights. Yeah, that smell was one of my favorite things of traveling, like yeah. with the paintball team, just going to new cities and checking out things to do, different yeah. things, different baseball parks, or yeah, you know, anything different. I've never been like a sports kind of guy, but whenever I would run into like whatever like baseball like park, I would always send him pictures because he likes Alex yeah. likes fucking Bro. sports. Love it. I'd be like, I don't know what this is, but here you go. Oh, there's went, a lot of history in those parks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to um I did Georgia and Tennessee like last the beginning of last month and we passed by like three or four different ones and I knew Truist because Truist is the where the Braves play. And then I passed by one. I had no idea what the team was. I looked it up it was like some triple A or double A team. I was like, man, it's it's cool. To me it's cool just seeing the places. And then like in Nashville, have you ever been in Nashville by any chance? Yeah. So like in Nashville, like you're you're right in the middle, and like the Predators, the hockey team is right there, and then right to your left, that you can see both Nissan and the the Predator the the Predator Stadium. So it's it's pretty cool. I find that. Hell cool. yeah, man. Yeah, dude. But anyways, this was a, a reptile podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are reptiles? I don't know. But uh, yeah, dude. Cool shit. I'm 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 excited. I don't think I've said in this podcast before. But I do work here. Yeah. That is what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do the HSR stuff and I also do online stuff for Imperial Reptiles. Yay. And I'm doing the move over here. I know I've said a couple of times like, oh, things are going to change in the podcast or whatever. Things are whatever, whatever. But yeah, that's what that's what's going on. I am making my moves here to Orlando and hell yeah. This is I'm the, excited. This is the big reveal. This is the big reveal. This, this is it. There this you go. I just gave you the name of the podcast. The big reveal. The big reveal. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm excited, man. This literally every time that I, I mean, I've only been here twice, but I, I'll like talk to my wife and I'm like, dude, I just, I just want to work here already. I just want to be here. Yeah. And then now, so because of COVID, I've, I've been working at my dad's and my dad was, uh, he's over there in the corner over there. Off camera. Yeah. Josh, we'll post a picture here because I said that 30 times dad. last time. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anywho, so, you know, he was working from home, so I wasn't alone. Yeah. But now they sent him back to the fucking office. So now I'm just there in the dark. <laughs> just there doing this <laughs> but yeah man it's looking good over here um is there anything like cool that you're keeping these days as pets and stuff like that Woma pythons oh Those that's cool. right cool. yes. yeah how's yes. that going it's going good they're eating a bunch of food uh last year uh when i got rid of a lot of the fat tail geckos i'm like well i gotta have something to keep i can't just not have nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend's not in her head. <laughs> yeah, she could have nothing, but you choose not to. Um, I was kind of looking for different snakes that I've always liked and I've never kept because I couldn't afford them. And uh, Wilma pythons were always one of those snakes that I always really liked. I'm a big fan of like tan, brown, orange, okay. yellow uh, in reptiles. Um, and Wilma pythons are just beautiful. They just look different too. They're kind of like, they're not round. They're more like, slender. Yeah, they're yeah. more like slender. Um, and they were pretty hard to find. You know, I couldn't find any when I wanted to buy it. So I'm like, oh, they might be in high demand. Yeah. And it turns out that's exactly what it was. So I picked up any female that would pop up on Morph Market. I would just pick it up. And I picked up seven females last year. I'm raising Jesus. them up. Yeah. 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 I'm raising them up for about another year and a half. And then I'll buy my males and then keep raising them up to breeding size. By then, the males hopefully will be up to breeding size. And we'll start pairing some Wilma pythons. Yeah, I'm a big like hybrid fan. So for me, all I hear is like, so you're gonna put a ball python in with them? <laughs> the wall. Yeah, we're gonna make all these walls. Yeah. <laughs> is that really what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Creative, right? Yeah. We're gonna make a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. Um, so I know that we've spoken briefly about the fat tails and stuff like that. You wanna? I mean, we usually do a segment where we talk about a species. You wanna talk about some fat tails and. Your history with fat tails. Talk yeah. about the species, the care, and all you that You say stuff. usually. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But you say usually like we didn't just start last time. Yeah, it's true. We started <laughs> usually as in last week we started doing it. Now it's for realsies. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, fat tail geckos. Uh, they are very similar to the leopard gecko. Okay. Um, but they're found in a completely different part of the world. As the name would say, they are found in Africa. African fat tail gecko. Hell, yeah. So, they come from the same parts uh, that you'd find ball pythons. And their care and their characteristics, uh, like behavioral characteristics, are very similar to the ball python. They are a shy, reserved, you know, little gecko. They like tight, humid, dark spaces. Um, they are finicky with their diet, just like ball pythons are. Uh, they prefer crickets and uh, superworms over mealworms and roaches. Uh, but I think they make probably the best starter gecko. Um, out there, I would pick them over a leopard gecko all day. Okay. Uh, reason is fat tail geckos just tend to be a little bit slower moving. They're a little bit smaller. They're a little more reserved. Uh, leopard gecko babies tend to be just crazy and just. Yeah. I I don't think most people don't expect it when they hear a little leopard gecko scream for the yeah, first yeah. time and they're like it screams. It's like yeah, yeah. it screams, you know. Yeah. So uh, baby fat tail geckos will do that, but they're not as prone to yeah. you know as be as crazy as leopard geckos. Yeah, I got destroyed by a fucking fat tail one time at Strictly's. You told me. Yeah, yeah. And after that, I had a, I had a very distinct respect for them. I'm like, all right, 
You're over there. I'm over here. I don't want to get bit again. You know, because you don't expect it, but they got little teeth and they grab you and then they just shake their heads. And you're like, it doesn't hurt that much. It hurts a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, but I'm bleeding a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So they, yeah, Yeah. never again. But yeah, dude. Yeah, and then now you're you're keeping a lot of. I mean, we're putting up a lot of frogs and stuff on the on the website. That's like the the new thing. Frogs. I another another thing I thought I would never you know get into, and I just think it's because the community the community in Miami isn't a big frog community. Uh, they weren't asking for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have. Uh, they, they don't like frogs. Yeah. Um, and I was actually having just a hard time keeping the frogs. I was the store was a lot smaller. So the, it was an older store. The AC unit didn't work as well. So yeah. it was hard to keep the temperatures and the... Appropriate, yeah. yeah. it was hard to keep the temperatures appropriate in the shop. It would get hot out of nowhere and uh, just our Pac-Mans weren't doing good. Um, our dart frogs wouldn't do too good unless we kept them in a specific spot of the store. So we wouldn't keep too many of them. But now that we have the opportunity to, uh, we found a local breeder that breeds thousands of Pac-Man and he just, they don't have to get on a plane. He brings them here. So just playing with all the colors that they have, like, and all yeah. the names they have, like Pac-Man's called Super Pikachu. What? You know, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. are you gonna yeah. like them though? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Two kinds of frogs that so far I've been okay with: it's Pac-Man frogs and dart frogs. Dart frogs. I mean, you're not really like handling your dart frogs. They're more of like you're just looking at them in their in their enclosure. And Pac-Man frogs, like I can like be next to, or I can like look at them in a bin, you know. I don't think I'd keep one yet. That might be the first one that I'll try to get over my issue with with amphibians and stuff like that. But any of the tree frogs and shit like that, that's when I'm like, dude, I can't. When you move, we're going to give you a desk mascot. It's going to be a (laughs) Pac-Man. Okay. That's fine. In my my last reptile job that I had, they would always tell me that they're like, one day you're just going to show up and in your desk, there's just going to be a frog and you're just going to have to grab it and you're going to have to put it away. Thank no, God they never did it. Knowing but. you, you're not going to grab it and put it away. You're going to slam that thing and you're going to go back home. Yeah, and be like, all right, guys, later. <laughs> yeah, man. And are they difficult to handle? Or? The frogs? Yeah. Yeah, they, they are because they're, they're slimy, so they're, they're difficult to get a hold of. But also handling the frogs isn't necessarily the best idea. Because they absorb everything through their skin. So oils on our hand or now hand sanitizer. We rub that stuff on it all the time. Yeah. The frogs can absorb it. Yeah. Ah. So, so what do you think the allure to owning a frog really is then? When it comes – the species of frog, I guess, is is really would, would dictate the allure. When it comes to dart frogs, the majority of the people keeping dart frogs want to produce and maintain naturalistic enclosures that resemble a, like taking a slice of – you know, the Costa Rican rainforest and inserting it in your living room. You know, that's what people want to obtain. They want to have natural plants. They want to have the isopods. They never want to have to go in there and have to, you know, like sift the dirt. You know, they right. set up the, the misting systems. Yeah. It's just to create a living ecosystem there. It's like what you do with saltwater fish. We actually see a lot of saltwater fish yeah. keepers and hobbyists that don't want to deal with the water anymore. Right. And the water changes go into dart frog keeping because it's very similar. It's very similar with the dart with the Pac-Man frogs. I think people just like keeping them because they get big, and they can eat things like mice and you know big worms. Yeah. And you can keep. They're relatively inexpensive. Most baby Pac-Mans, you know, are like the top's going to run you like thirty dollars for a baby Pac-Man, a cool baby Pac-Man, like thirty dollars. So you can keep a good amount of them, you know, in a in a small space. If you're like a collector mentality, you can keep a bunch of different colors in a small space. They're super easy to care for, low maintenance. 
and easy to feed. So that person, that's like the allure. It's the same way with like leopard geckos, you know? Yeah. Why do you want to keep 100 leopard geckos? Yeah. You know, why would you want to keep 100 Pac-Man? Yeah. They all do the same thing. They're all colorful right. and okay. they'll have their own thing. Yeah, I was trying to tell your daughter to see if she wanted me to take her home no, to Pac-Man. No, more animals. <laughs> the white street frogs people are getting really into. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. We get a lot of emails for those. Yeah, white street frogs. And that's, do you guys know what the Cadbury bunny is? No. Yeah. What is that? You do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was. So you Wait, are we talking about the actual Cadbury bunny? Yeah, it's, yeah. Isn't it the the bunny for the chocolate company? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Easter bunny. Yeah, oh, it's the okay. Easter bunny. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Cadbury ran a what do they call it? They ran a campaign to limit people selling bunnies for Easter. So what they did is that they tried to replace the Easter bunny with another animal, and the animal that won this year, based on votes, was a white street frog. Uh, and her name uh, here's a shout out at Betty the Frog. She's here in Orlando, Tampa, oh, no Central Florida area. Yeah. She was at the Pass Repticon and she won thousands of, she beat out like puppies and like a frog. Wow. So that, that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, that is cool. You know, so I guess that is why White's tree frogs, I guess, are a little more popular right now. But okay. White's tree frogs are a cool pet. And when it comes to frogs, they're like, they don't need to be super high humidity because like the, the texture on their skin pr- protects them a little more. Okay. Um, and they have such animated faces and hands. They like eat with like their hands and stuff. Yeah. So it's cool. Damn. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll get a frog. No, you won't. No, no I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, you won't. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. So what is the most popular pet that people like are buying? You think it's, I mean, is it like a ball python? Ball python. Okay, now what is the one that you think you're surprised every time somebody asks or like, oh, you really want that? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. That we get that ass tarantulas. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not a big tarantula guy. It 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 doesn't do it for me. Like gotcha. it, it doesn't with reptiles, like people have asked me before, like, what made you get into reptiles? Like, I honestly don't know. It yeah. it, it was something like tarantulas just don't do it for me i can see them i can appreciate like what they do but they just don't do it for me so when people like get really excited over like tarantulas i can i can understand how why they're getting excited because i can get excited over other stuff too uh but every time they're like oh i really want that tarantula i'm like really is that what you want (laughs) (laughs) all righty let's take a let's take a quick pause to uh change out the camera and we'll uh continue this So a little intermission for our sponsors, you know, <laughs> that we don't have. <laughs> yeah. It was a exactly an intermission for our sponsors. We are. Alex, our you want to be our sponsors. first sponsor? Hey, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, we're sponsored by Imperial Reptiles. <laughs> oh yeah, not. Yeah. I'll wear an Imperial shirt every time I'm on the podcast. Yeah, do it. Well, why not? And buy one of the shirts. Maybe. It's a sponsor. The, do you only have white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's mad shirts online, like, bro. I don't work with white. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll definitely check that Taking out. Taking over, man. Yo, buy a $40 Disney shirt, so... I don't buy $40 Disney shirts. Your wife does. My wife does? <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll yeah. make it happen, David. Yeah, there we go. All right, yeah. cool. I'll, send, I'll show you the link when we get to Yeah, so show me the link and I'll buy a shirt. Yeah, I'll buy yeah. a shirt today. You buy a shirt today? Yeah, that's came out weird. He, he yeah. thought for a second, he's like, wait, bank account. Yeah, today, we're good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll buy a shirt today, but I'll I don't got any money. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna All be on Etsy too. We're gonna set up Etsy and everything, and oh, the whole the whole shebang. Cool. You know, so I make those uh, the reptile magnets, and people really like that shit on Etsy. But you know what I noticed is people really like favoriting items. They don't like to buy them, 
Everybody's always like, I favorite this. I favorite this. I favorite this. And I'm like, okay, so buy it. Is favoriting on Etsy the equivalent Wait, the like? like? Yeah, yeah. Wait. When you go online shopping and you see things that you know you're not going to buy, but you like them, do you put them in your cart and just leave them there? I do. No. No, you never do that. No, I actually don't. You don't. I, do. I actually don't really do like a lot of online shopping. I don't. I don't spend time what? reading the news. I don't do online shopping. The only time that I do it is if I know that I need to get something or if I'm doing like Amazon Fresh. I feel okay. you. Yeah. Rephrase the question. Does everybody around you that you know do that? I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a $4 magnet. <laughs> Buy the fucking magnet. <laughs> Is that how you're trying to get customers, bro? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Jesus. Anywho, how you doing, man? We're, we're back here. We're Hold on. Going doing... back to the, the reptiles, the animals that people tell you they want to buy and that surprises you the most. Okay. Is there an animal that when you hear someone say you kind of want to steer them away from? Yeah. Monitor lizards. Oh, yeah. okay. Monitor lizards. I always I try to steer people away from monitor lizards because most of the people that are asking for a monitor lizard um, aren't ready for one and it's not going to make their experience positive. And I have like this huge bone to pick with like monitors and the way monitors are being like portrayed on YouTube and on uh, Instagram okay. and Facebook and it's the, you see monitors and the, the pictures that have the most likes and the videos that have the most views are the tamest of all the tame water monitors and black throat monitors. Mm -hmm. Most monitors are not that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they're not. Even when they are tame, like they're not tame to the point where you can go in there and take them out. They're tame to the point where the animal tolerates you. The animal understands a routine. Yeah. The, underst the animal is comfortable with its limits that you're feeding it. You know, so monitors just don't make good pets for for most people. Yeah. yeah. So we try to steer people away from them. Uh, yeah, I'd say the unless, which is very rare. I mean, except for like Aki monitors and stuff like that. But unless you're buying like captive bred, like if it's water monitors and that are to, yeah. socialized and stuff like that. But if you're gonna go online, you're gonna see your 150, 200 dollar water monitor. It's just like you're not gonna. How do you say like the average person is not going to spend the hundred? How much? I don't even know how much a captive bred socialized. So uh, you're probably a, a regular captive bred water monitor that's not coming from nerd, okay. not socialized. Okay. Because captive bred does not mean socialized. Captive bred is equally just as jerks as yeah, the wild yeah. ones are. Uh, a captive bred one not coming from nerd, you're probably looking six hundred and fifty to eight hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Now when you compare that to now you're getting an import that's doing well but it's a lot cheaper. People are just going to buy that animal and just be like, fuck it, this is what I'm getting. And it's just, you know, like it's, people aren't like really responsible with that. Shit. It, it's yeah. just not enjoyable. Like when, when you're a first time pet owner or if you're into the hobby in general, the point is to have these animals for them to thrive, for them to do well. Um, and a lot of the times the monitors, they require a special hand. Yeah. It's not, it's not to steer people away from trying it. It's just, there's realities to keeping a monitor. I don't know if you want to touch about it on your podcast, but there's just some realities yeah, no. with, with, with working with monitors and imported water monitors that people just aren't ready to face. You know, yeah, and yeah. that's the animals having parasites, the animals having worms, the animals doing apparently well, and then just keeling over the next day for no mm -hmm. apparent reason. Um, yeah. it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Once you find that animal though, that is right, you know, that has the right attitude, that has the right demeanor, uh, then that animal makes, that animal will be a great pet. So, for instance, we get a lot of quince monitors, Varanus melinus. They're probably one of my favorite monitors to recommend for people looking for pet monitors. And there goes into that, too, is recommending the right species uh, to the person looking for yeah. the pet. So, Varanus melinus, I recommend a lot. The reason is 
most of them are still coming in imported, but they don't have the issues that the water monitors have with all the respiratory issues yeah. and the issues of them not feeding. Usually quince monitors come in and they eat right away. You know, they'll take food off the tongs. They're a nervous monitor, but they're not so nervous once you give them food. So the other day we had one and it started eating crickets. I noticed when I would put my hand in, it wouldn't go away. So I started tong feeding it. And then I realized he would just hang out. So I started drawing him in with the tongs on my arm. The monitor was crawling around my body after a week. That's just an animal that has a great demeanor. Yeah. We found somebody who's been looking for a pet monitor, but that person held back. You know, they were waiting for that specific monitor because they understood yeah. that they needed to start with something like that to achieve what they wanted. So they got that monitor and they're still working it with it every yeah. day. The monitor comes out, eats on them, jumps back into the cage. It's a work in process. Yeah. So it's just making the right, knowing what you're getting yourself into is key. Yeah. And I, I think specifically the water monitors, it's always that. People are always, because there are water monitors on YouTube that everybody's like, it's it's tame as shit. I want mm -hmm. one. You know, and that's the one that it's always, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. for Because for the most part, it's not super expensive, like the imports and stuff like that. And honestly, with the shops and stuff like that, that I've dealt with, I would say more than half of those animals die. They don't do very well for the most part, you know? And, you know, it sucks because we're bringing them in. We're taking them out of the fucking, you know, the wild and shit like that and, you know, from the farms and shit. But it's just like, dude, like, scale back your expectations and really stay in your lane and think about what you can, you know, get. Because at the end of the day, if that animal does work out, you're talking about a giant fucking lizard that's just mm -hmm. going to hang out in your house or in your apartment and you got to be realistic about shit like that, Absolutely. you know? Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like the quince monitors. They're yellow. They're yellow cool. and black. Yeah. <laughs> I like Pikachu. Yeah, there you go. Um, how big do they get? They're small. Yeah. Yeah, like three and a half, four foot with tail. Yeah. And it'll That's a good fit size. Like, it'll fit in, I could hold it in one arm. You yeah. Know? They're not huge. Yeah, I've been wanting to get for for Andrea to like start working with like maybe some lizard stuff like that, like a, like a rough neck, something like that. I would love an outdoor monitor enclosure. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've thought a lot about monitors, but it's that specific thing, especially being in like in a shopping environment where you see a lot of them come in and stuff like that. And then some of them just don't do good. Yeah. And you got to think about the parasites. And I'm like, I just don't know if. Yeah. That's, that's why we decided to stop selling them altogether. Yeah. Unless they're captive bred, we decided to just stop selling it just because it's not. It's not what we're about. We yeah. want people to enjoy the animals we're selling, and yeah. um, it's, it's most most people were not enjoying it. Yeah, we were not enjoying it. Like we were not enjoying dealing with, you know, the the emails and the calls and the the support that people needed afterwards because they were going into it not expecting it. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter how many disclaimers we put on the website, like imported comes with issues do not buy <laughs> people yeah. would still like they would ask for it you know we would not have them in stock for like six months and our emails would fill up when are you going to get water monitors in stock so it's like all right we'll give the people what they want yeah. but sometimes i think the people don't really know what they want yeah, yeah i agree and we're here to steer them the right way yeah and it's like it's about being a responsible vendor what's up what do you got okay just in case no no, no it's not important it's brand uh, but yeah, it's about being like a, a you know responsible vendor, and you know it, shit like that is smart. You know where it's like you don't want to have a bad experience with your customer. Right. So you know even though like there's a demand for it, you don't have to supply that demand. You know you want to have the continuous good and mm -hmm. good fucking reviews because yeah. you know quick people are never quick to send you a good review. Never. People are never. the flash. 
when it <laughs> when comes it's a to bad yeah, when it's yeah. a bra- bad review, they yeah. cannot type any faster. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, too. racker. Yeah, oh, the racker <laughs> thing. Yeah, people call. People were complaining to us on TikTok because we're rackers. Because we that's where that yeah. came from. I was yeah. wondering where yeah. that racker thing. Yeah, came yeah. From. yeah. Okay. So now, <laughs> so we term we made the term racker. We're a racker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make shirts. <laughs> Like I'm a racker, I'm a racker. A, yeah, and a ball python or something, and a racker. Yeah, yeah I don't man. know, man. But what you said is true, like the Instagram thing, because, for example, like my girlfriend, she sees the water monitors and like they always show the tame wa- water monitors and everything. She's like, bro, that's so cool. I want to get one. Whatever. She's like, I want to get one too. But I thought like, we need to have a lot of space. We need to have time. We need to make sure that it's something that like, you know, we have a handle on before we just jump in. Like, and not a lot of people do that, but like. If it was up to her, the second she saw it, it's like, oh, let's buy one. It's so cool, whatever. But, you know, you need that time, the effort. Like, they just are. They're like one of the coolest reptiles. They really, yeah, really you know, are. Which is, the, which is like the thing. They really are one of the coolest You see one of those things like like climb up and go into like a pond or something like to swim. And it's, it's like a little dinosaur. So it's, yeah. it's, it's cool as hell, but a lot of work. Yeah, my buddy Stefan had one. Um, and he had him, he had him for years. Unfortunately, she passed, but she was awesome. It, it would, you know, you're in the middle of a party and stuff like that at his house, and then he brings out the water monitor. She just climbs all over you, loves you, and gives you attention yeah. and stuff like that. Loves being pet. He had a badass enclosure for her, but it's just like that's one out of the hundreds that come through, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, and he was, but he was also a very good keeper, you know, where he, you know, whenever we would in in, in the shop yeah. that I used to work at, whenever, uh, the monitors would come in. It was like, all right, that's Stefan's responsibility. He's going to take care of it. He's going to make sure that it's socialized or whatever, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. David, you going to get a water monitor? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. David's a, an all business kind of guy. I'm, I'm done with the animals for now. Yeah? But yeah. Maybe, well, are, are you sure? You look pretty intrigued by the well, Pac-Man. The, the Pac-Man looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. And, 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 and I, I, Josh is to blame for that. With you were Naruto a, and everything. you were a quick no until you saw one. Why? Because you were thinking one because of Naruto. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, I, I thought it was cool there. Name it Jiraiya or something. No. Uh, what are you gonna name it? He I'm, is I'm the not pervy. getting one. Oh. He is the pervy sage. <laughs> he is the pervy sage. I'll there be you. the pervy sage. All right. Uh, but no. You guys want to talk about anything else? We good? I'm fucking starving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Let's not talk about food. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, this was Reptiles with all of us, HSR and Imperial. Um, if you're listening and want to watch, YouTube, if you're watching and want to listen, streaming platforms, etc. One thing you did not do. What didn't I do? You didn't ask him to throw in his uh Oh, yeah. Socials Tag your, your shit. Oh, yes. Uh, we got YouTube, Imperial Reptiles. You can find us on Instagram, imperialreptiles.co. And if you want to check along and follow the shop updates, you can just uh, follow Imperial Reptiles Orlando on Instagram. Hell yeah. This was the dot thing. Co. What's dot co? Dot company, so it used guy. to be at Imperial Reptiles 305 because we were in the 305. Right. <laughs> but then we're in the 407. So <laughs> not as cool. <laughs> you know, I keep messaging the guy that has the Imperial Reptiles handle. Yeah, yeah. He's just not around. He's been inactive for like Dude, seven I've, years. I've reported it. I've reported yeah. it. I've asked Instagram. Dot co. It is. If you're listening, if you're alive. Give us the fucking handle, my guy. (laughs) We will find you. (laughs) All right, guys. Later.